This outfit is blazing a trail and leading the way. We head to Wyoming and home of Lucky 7 Angus. And that is the Ranch It Up way. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up radio show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you to our partners, Vitelli, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the American Gelvie Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Now, Tigger, I know you're talking with Jim Jansen from Lucky 7 Angus about feed efficiency, but I know you're probably also going to need plenty of time for that. So let me just give you a quick rundown of the news. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. In our top news story, heading to the poultry industry, but listen here, you're going to want to hear this one. Tyson Foods Incorporated is now the third company to pay the state of Washington to resolve a lawsuit filed in connection with the lengthy price-fixing lawsuit over allegations of rigging prices paid to local poultry growers for decades. Tyson will pay $10.5 million to end a separate lawsuit that accused the nation's largest chicken producer of colluding with 18 other chicken companies to drive up the price of chicken since at least 2008. Now, since this worked in the poultry industry, obviously it should be able to work in the beef industry too. Yes, exactly. Next, Beyond Steak. That's a plant-derived meat alternative. It's launching at Kroger and Walmart stores nationwide. The product, designed to mimic seared steak tips, is also being sold at some Albertsons and other retailers across the country. Now, you and I have purchased a few of these products, Mm -hmm. and we did that for the sole reason that we could tell other people what the honest eating satisfaction in this case the lack thereof was like not just give them well it's full of processed stuff but actual what it tastes like our way up sale barn report is going to start us out in mobridge livestock in mobridge south dakota talking about all red cattle here from mobridge starting out with five weight steers here's a pot load of five weight steers all red cattle selling for 226 Here's a pot load of all red cattle at 583 weight steers selling for 214 and a half. And then here's a pot of little heavier steers, 627 red steers coming in at 205 and a half. Now here are some bell ringers, some red heifers coming out of South Dakota weighing 621 on the heifer side. Some red heifers weighing 621 at 235. Here's another big group of red heifers. 528 weights coming in at 233. A big swath of 520 weight, all red heifers coming in at 230. Now heading down the road to Fort Pier Livestock in Fort Pier, South Dakota. On the steer side, here's a pot load of black and black white face steers weighing five and a half coming in at 226. The black and black white face heifer mates to those steers at 557 pounds coming in at $1.95. A pot load of 593 weight Charlay and Charlay Cross Steers at 219. Another pot load of 570 weight Charlay and Charlay Cross Heifers, the heifer mates, of course, at 204 and a half. Now here's two pot loads of 563 weight steers, black and black white face steers coming in at 227 and a half. And wrapping up the report from Fort Pier Livestock in Fort Pier, South Dakota, here is a big group of 
five weight steers, 106 head, five weight steers, a pot load, black and black white face steers at 233. And wrapping up with farmers and ranchers livestock in Salina, Kansas, going to the heavy cattle. Here are a group of black steers, eight weights at $1.85 and a quarter, nine weights at $1.79 and a quarter. For the heifers, a mixed bunch of 780 weights at $1.64, and then a mixed bunch of heifers, 846 weights at $1.63 and a half. Now, if there is a sale barn or an auction market that you would like a little bit more information on, just reach out to us and we'll start reporting that and bringing you that information on a regular basis. Coming up after the break, we head to Wyoming and Lucky 7 Angus. We're talking feed efficiency. This is a cattle battle of all time. We'll be right back with more of the show. Hey, it's Mark Fanzi with LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, and AuctionTime.com. Give us a call, 844-775-4762, or look us up online at LivestockMarket.com. Thanks, guys. Crew, it's super easy to get a hold of the boss lady and I, and we want to hear any beef that you may have, or maybe just let us know what's happening out there in cow country. 707-RANCH-20 is the hotline. Leave us a voicemail or fire us a text, 707-RANCH-20. Cattle market reports to various news stories. The Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. Check us out at tsln.com. Subscriptions or advertising, call Tracy Hawk at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. We're not going to make this one fancy. No clever puns or playing words or sound effects. This one is just pure facts. It's close to weaning time if you haven't already, so did the genetics you used work like you thought they would? Make the decision today with the continental breed of choice. Make crossbreeding easy. Performance, profitability, productivity, Gelvy and Balancer. Now you have the options. Smart, reliable, profitable. The continental breed of choice. You're looking at those calves and you're seeing all the hard work pay off. Vaccinations and herd health and management, genetics, marketing, and nutrition. Keep nutrition simple with Westway Feed Products. You can count on Westway. Westwayfeed.com. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. The Ranch It Up radio show. As much information as we can pack into a 30-minute program. And this one, this cattle battle, this is a great one. We head to Boulder and Riverton, Wyoming, which is home of Lucky 7 Angus. And this is a tremendous story of cattle that have to perform better on less, do that year in and year out, and have the data to back it up. That's a tall order. Now, in 2009, Lucky 7 Angus was the first Angus-only seed stock producer in the U.S. to purchase, at that time, the GrowSafe, now Vitelli Feed Intake Monitoring System. Lucky 7 Angus is unmatched in the industry by having both real-world and scientific feed efficiency testing data, which allows us as customers to make more pounds of beef per acre period. That means more profit. The measures that they have taken in producing those genetics gave Jim Jensen and his crew enough confidence in their bulls, in their genetics, in their packages to offer the nation's first four-year guarantee. And it's all based on the cow-calf man's ability to be as efficient as he can. We're talking about feed, we're talking about efficiency, and we're talking about lowering that expense. Jim Jensen, it's great to have you on the show. Let's go to the beginning of how you got into raising bulls in the first darn place. We basically started the Angus deal because 
the bull or the bull business because it did not work for what we were doing. This country was way too tough. We knew we had to do something different. And so we raised our cattle tougher than actually the commercial cattlemen. And when we started doing that, everybody started wanting to buy our bulls and it just took off. Right now we sell about 400 head of bulls a, a year for Saturday in March. And, uh, it's it's been a crazy ride. So when you say that you were you're raising bulls tougher than the commercial cattlemen, tell me what that means that uh, you're that that those bulls are uh, held to the fire a little bit harder than maybe the commercial guy. Well, I I mean we live in the coldest place in the United States, and and we literally will take and start feeding our cattle thirty days past what the rest of the people in this county do. Um, and we've done that part of our culling process, but part of uh, the feed efficiency deal that we work on is um, how long can you keep those cattle out there before they fall apart? And and technically, you would think that you can't do what we do, but these cattle every single year come back and they are not thin at all. They're they're doing their job. And we've just done those types of things our whole entire life rather than giving them a feed bucket and trying to make them look pretty for the boys and give them haircuts and stuff. We we go absolutely the opposite way, just like they did in the crop world, the alfalfa, corn seed, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's survival of the fittest, and then they propagate the good ones, and that's the way we do it. And you've been measuring feed intake for actually quite some time, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, use a GrowSafe uh, system that the Vitelli mm-hmm. have, um, and, and they do a great job with the technology, absolutely the highest technology in the world today on how to uh, feed efficiency test, and we've probably been doing that just as long as anybody. We've got about as many cattle through that as anybody in the world, you know, and, and we don't just do that test. We take it very, very serious. Jim, how are you using that data? Well, we'll take that data and we'll digest it um, extremely. I mean, we'll get our, our sharp pencil out on there and we'll find out the cattle we really like. Um, when you're da- going through data, that the world hasn't really, I guess, pushed and promoted. And there's just not that much data out there. So it's extremely difficult to figure out what we're doing. So it took several years before we even think we had actual legitimate data. Once we figured out how to do everything right, then you're looking at a very small database. So you have to study that extremely hard in order to find out what animals are the best. And it's still really hard to determine that. But when I can take my operation versus the operation behind beside me and we can literally cut 30 to 40 percent of our feed from what they're doing um i believe that we figured it we were saving over one hundred eighty thousand dollars on feed bills over just the neighbor right beside us oh wow we know we've moved that that ball forward but we still need more more technology we don't have enough people testing for it in order for us to really move the ball forward but but we've sure enough moved it forward a long way if we start looking at the neighbors and what they do in the feedlot and, and those types of things. Now, to be able to market, you said, uh, you know, four or 500 bulls every single year. And the data that, uh, that you said, once you start doing this, you've got, you know, a very, very limited amount with a small group. Has that been difficult to make the genetic changes to be able to have feed efficiency statistics behind you when not a lot of the industry is really focusing on those feed efficient, excuse me, feed efficient evaluations. Right. Well, and there's the old saying: when you're the lead dog in the in the race, you don't know where you're going. You might run off a cliff. But right. Yeah, if you're right, not the right, lead right. dog. You know what you're looking at. Um, 
Yes, it was extremely difficult because the data that we had, first of all, there was nobody to talk to to find out how to evaluate the data. We had to learn how to do all of the evaluations ourselves. And then you would go out there and you might breed the most efficient animal you'd ever seen to another female that was the most efficient you could, and, and then their progeny may not have efficiency. You know, it's kind of like the EPD database. The way that you make your numbers accurate is you have to have a lot of animals in the database. Each individual can't be... They may have some some way they cheat the system or they're not exactly right. But with enough data, you can kind of start narrowing that. And the fun part about it in today is we we absolutely have located and found the very highest feed efficient uh, combination pedigree that's ever been found. And not only is it happening, but it is happening every single time on this. So. We made a lot of mistakes, but now when you start crossbreeding into, or not crossbreeding, but pedigree crossbreeding, and start finding the exact same results every time, now we know we're finally hitting on all cylinders. I can tell you after seeing the data and the results and knowing where we are today, there will be a feed-efficient animal in every single type, stature, and body condition animal. You just have to scientifically test them to find them. There is no other way. So why so much emphasis on feed efficiency when it's kind of tough in a way for us as customers to maybe grasp that information, that data that you offer on those bills, and learn how to apply it in our inf- in our operations? Why such an emphasis on it? Well, it's the low-hanging fruit. There's nothing we're really going to be able to change about any of the genetic correlations in the cattle industry right now or how we feed them. It's pretty much all been designed. But feed efficiency has never been touched. And so if you want to put that in context, 68% of the cost of doing business on everybody's ranch is feed related. Mm -hmm. So if I can cut that down by genetics that eat less, that's that's the biggest cost on your ranch. And then let's go into a different situation. If you want to see how our competitors, which is the the hog boys, the chicken boys, and the dairy people, those guys are somewhat competing for us as a food source. And I guarantee you every single one of them have studied years and years on how to make these animals feed efficient. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's absolutely bottom line. That is your bottom line right there. There is nothing more important than feed efficiency on a bottom line. Jim, this is an amazing, very compelling conversation that we're having because we're talking about efficiency, where the rubber meets the road. Just this past weekend, I had a great conversation with some friends of mine on this very, very subject. So before we say fairly well and I turn you loose, I really want to touch on this a four-year guarantee that you're offering on your bulls. So we don't run our cattle with near as much corn, and we don't kind of, I guess we don't push them too hard. And so these animals, literally, it's kind of like putting a kid that weighs 300 pounds as an eighth grader that's done nothing but eat candy bars his whole life and then go and put him on a football field and tell him to play football. It just ain't going to work. They're going to break down. They're going to get injured. They're not going to last the game. They're just, you know, they're not ready to go. And so in the seed stock industry, we've absolutely been overfeeding these animals for years to make them pretty to sell. Um, We didn't do that. And so we had literal customer after customer saying, hey, here's the bulls are the only ones that are lasting. This is, you know, crazy how much longer they're lasting and how much better they're working. And so I wanted to go out there and change the world and tell everybody you have to stop feeding them so much. Um, And so I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a four-year guarantee on there. And so we designed that and put it together, but it's absolutely an amazing guarantee that our customers appreciate. And 
you know, and it shows that I absolutely, when I tell people what I do, it's true or I could not offer that for your guarantee. I, I mean, I stand behind what I say I do. Jim Jensen with Lucky 7 Angus. This has been nothing short of an amazing conversation. Now, first, to learn a little bit more about this partnership with Vitelli, start out and go to vitelli.com. Then follow it up and head to lucky7angus.com for a little bit more information and to put the whole partnership together. That is a great place to start. Next, start putting together your list of questions now and start reaching out now because this is going to make this winner's bull buying a whole lot more interesting, I guarantee it. And I will add that Lucky 7 Angus is one of the first seed stock programs to set minimum standards for PAP testing or pulmonary arterial pressure testing to rule out high mountain or brisket disease. See what I mean? I mean, we could just we could just talk for a whole lot more about the program. But I have Kirk on hold as we speak, and we want to go through through those numbers. You have it set on the Ranch It Up radio show, and we will be right back. Neogen, the partner you need. Some of our best products and improvements come from producers. And if they've got an idea on maybe how we can help, we'd like to hear what they have to say. Contact us directly. Go to neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Neogen, the partner you now have. You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. Want to add just a little bit of spice to your event, your customer appreciation supper, your banquet, your meeting? Oh, yeah. Well, bring in us, beckonize your keynote speakers, hosts, MCs, a host couple. We'll make them laugh, even cry tears of joy. Call us today. Vitelli is a precision livestock company that has set out to solve what we call the Triple Challenge. And the Triple Challenge is really the combination of the need for more protein coupled with doing it in a more sustainable production practice. And then lastly, doing it in a way that producers can make money. And that is the ultimate challenge that Vitelli has set out to solve for. We know that genetic progress is a permanent and compounding solution to that triple challenge. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for hanging with us here on the Ranch It Up radio show. That time when we check in with Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated. And for those of you that maybe are just finding us, just tuning in for the first time, you can subscribe to Kirk's free newsletter by texting the word CATTLE, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777, where Kirk goes a little bit more in depth with what we talk about here. And then also, as Kirk will say, that's a really good first step that has his contact information and email that when you start having more in-depth questions, you can fire those to Kirk directly. So, all right, Kirk, with that, I'm going to pass the uh, the puck your way. And uh, what happened last week in terms of the numbers? What went on, man? Well, thank you, Tigger, and uh, good day to, to you and all your listeners. We'll jump right into it. As of Friday, October 21st, November feeders closed 178.17 and a half. That's up $3.20 on the week. 
with the CME feeder index at 172.77. Uh, important note here, with the big rally in futures, that cash or the CME feeder index actually traded a dollar 34 lower. So you have those diverging going opposite directions. That leaves the basis or the difference between cash and futures at a negative $2.50 versus October futures and negative $5.58 versus November futures. So definitely a, a little alarm bell there to pay attention to that. We did have a cattle on feed this week. Cattle on feed came in at 99.1 versus expectations of 99.1. So exactly dead on. Placed 96.2 versus 96.4 and marketed 104 versus expectations of 104. So probably the best almost perfect expectations relative to what came out that I've seen since I've been doing this. Uh, it would be considered a neutral report. December live traded 152.40. That's up four dollars and sixty cents. And kind of the big news this week: cash traded 148 in the south and 150 to 153 in the north, leaving the five area weighted average at 150.06. That's up three dollars and twenty nine cents. A big move in cash. That leaves our basis between the five area weighted average and futures, October futures specifically, at a negative 41 and a half cents. Weekly slaughter was 673,000, a very salty number, up 13,000 on the week and up 11,000 over this week last year. Choice boxes printed 253.71, that's up $6.73 on the week. To wrap this up, December corn traded $6.83.5, that's down seven and a quarter cents on the week. Technically, corn broke out the bottom side of an upward sloping channel. With that technical movement, I'm expecting for moderate weakness in corn, uh, but not a lot. Kirk, before I turn you loose, I got one question for you in regards to the cash cattle trade. You said that there was uh, some big moves there, and you said that there was a little bit bigger spread. So, I mean, obviously that's bullish, but is that something that you would consider long-term bullish, or is it one of those where proceed with caution that there you know that that it's not something where oh man we're, we look like we're in this huge long trend is it one of more those of that's a great thing if it works for your outfit and you're seeing something but proceed with caution i would say because the market has gone so vertical or parabolic specifically in december live i would not say it's a long trend um i would i would lean more towards it's a short-term spike now, the difficult part of that is we don't know how high that spike might take us. But everything in, in the nearby live cattle is definitely pointed higher today. It's Mark Van Zee with LivestockMarket.com and AuctionTime.com. Coming up this Wednesday, November 2nd, we have our special hay and straw online auction. 6,400 bales selling across 62 lots. We got 14 lots over 300 large square bales, 38 lots over 1,000 round bales, and 10 lots, 5,000 bales of small squares. Most of these lots are broken into semi-truck load lots, but there's some smaller lots mixed in there. Featured lots include 150 tons of large square mixed grass from Heike's Farms in Northfield, Minnesota. It's split into 25-ton lots. I got 48 tons of large square wheat straw from Reimer Farms in Gary Owen, Montana, split into 16-ton lots. I got 17 tons of beautiful mountain meadow large square grass from all around ag in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I got 44 tons of large round sorghum. It's been tested from 5P Cattle and Hay in Haven, Kansas. 
Bales weigh about 1,500 pounds, and it's been split into two semi-truck load lots. Now, for all you horse folks out there, you've got to see the small squares on this auction. 38 tons of three-string small square second cutting alfalfa split into two truckload lots. Bales weigh about 90 pounds. It's been stored inside from Reamer Farms in Gary Owen, Montana. I also got 1,500 bales. That's two semi-truck loads of small square orchard alfalfa mix from Hyman Farms in Pawpaw, Illinois. It's the most beautiful horse hay you've ever seen. This is a no-reserve auction, guys. Bidding opens on all this hay at either a dollar a bale or 10 bucks a ton. All of it will sell to the highest bidder. Bidding is currently open on this hay, but bidding closes and all lots sell Wednesday morning, November 2nd, on LivestockMarket.com and AuctionTime.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we go, we need to give a big tip of the hat to a big fan, and his name is Austin Visser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Austin, thank you so much. You know, he has never missed a single episode of all of our years of doing this, Tigger. I'm not a single one. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. So thank you, Austin, so much for tuning in. Tigger, we got to send him some swag, like a care package or something. I think he needs more than a care package. You know, it was really cool <laughs> visiting with Austin over the weekend. Challenged mm. me on some different things, and I want to visit some more with Austin. It was great catching up with you. And now that's going to wrap it for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Jim Jensen with Lucky 7 Angus in the Vitelli Scent System, Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com, Kirk Donsbach with Stonex Financial Incorporated. i got to almost kind of say Austin, too, since he's been mm-hmm. with us Absolutely. every single day. There you go. So Austin and, of course, to you, the boss lady, Beck. Hey, you know what we need to do? What's since that? Austin has been with us since the beginning, I mean, and he proved it when we were visiting with him, we need to do a little segment where we check in with him like once a month. I love it. And you there know you what go, you Austin, said? We're you throwing you under the bus. You know what else? When you said he challenged you on some things, he challenged me too. He challenged he me to both take, of the, us. take the checkbook out <laughs> is what he did. Yep. A big thank you to our partners, Vitelli, Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the American Galve Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We have updates that we're now doing many times per week, so make sure you check that often. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com, and you can call us 24-7 at 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-0. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger Approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.